0: on maynard.com.au Au! <laughs> Hi, Maynard. On the line, I have a gentleman who had many, many hits in the UK between 83 and 86. Five of them reached top ten. Of course, you'd know many of them here in Australia, such as, oh, I'd like to get to know you well, life in one day, things can only get better, what is love, the album's Humans Live and Dream into Action. He's a regular visitor to the shores. Please make welcome the keyboard wizard himself, Howard Jones. Hi, Maynard. Where are we speaking to you from? Are you in your Playboy suite in London? I live in the
1: southwest of England in a county called summer which is actually 20 minutes away from Glastonbury, where they have the festival.
0: Oh, so you can just walk there for a gig?
1: You could. Oh, I'd normally drive, but you could walk it.
0: You're a regular visitor to Australia. I've noticed you've toured in 2007, 2009, and more recently as well.
1: I absolutely love coming to Australia. I love the Australian people. I always get such a warm, friendly reception, and I think it's a beautiful country. It's a no-brainer, really, to, to come and visit as often as
0: possible. Well, you know we know how to have a good time, and we remember you from, well, oh, even your appearances on Countdown were always pretty special. I always loved your mime artist, Jed Hoyle. Yes. How did you incorporate a mime artist into your act originally?
1: When I started, it was a completely original idea that I'd come up with, which was a one-man electronic show. And I wanted to do things completely different. I I wanted to get away from the whole rock band, rock and roll thing. I was doing this show with all my synthesizers, drum machines, and all this gear around me. And a friend of mine, Jed, used to come to the shows, and he used to really love the music and dance in the audience. And I used to look out and think, this guy's so good, I really should get him up on the stage. So that's what we did, and we invented all these different characters for him as well. And it became a very big part of the show, and people realised we were doing something very different, and it really helped things to get
0: attention. Were you an art student yourself, Howard? Did you have lots of arty people around you when you were first creating music?
1: (laughs) Well, I went to music college up in Manchester. I don't think of the classical crowd as being arty, really. What did they think
0: of you once you had a few pop hits? Did they go, oh, Howard's gone, all commercial? (laughs) I've no idea, because I haven't
1: ever been back there, really. (laughs) I was just surrounded by regular people. I was working in a factory in Wickham, trying to get my music going. Those were my friends. I didn't move in the art circles at
0: all. What were you making at the factory? Were you making crates? Were you packaging illegal drugs for shipping to Holland? What was going on at this factory? I was rolling cling film, perforating cling film on the shop floor. Oh, see, there's an industry that's been taken out of the UK. (laughs) That's what Brexit's all about, getting the cling film industry back into England. (laughs) I've no idea. You're about to tour Australia with Kim Wilde, of course. Are you going to be doing any duets on stage this time around? Yes. Or can you say what you'll be doing? Um, maybe something from no. M- Meatloaf, Loaf, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. No, I can't reveal this at this time. I'm doing some research on you this afternoon. I-, I came across a very interesting film clip from 1985, the MTV Music Awards.
1: It was a kind of celebration of Contemporary keyboards.
0: You were there with Thomas Dolby, Herbie Hancock, Stevie Wonder. It was
2: great.
0: At that time, in the mid '80s, were keyboards sort of looked down on purely because they just weren't guitars?
1: I suppose it's just the usual thing, isn't it? With As soon as something new comes along, there's this huge reaction against it, and then it just takes another 30 years for people to get used to it. So if you're on the front line you know, doing something new, you've got to expect a whole bunch of resistance to it, and that's what we got when we started.
0: Yeah, the English press was certainly like that back then. Did they savage you much? I quickly
1: realized that it was something i'd rather not be in the press than, than have have that kind of attention. I never really wanted to be a celebrity I wanted to be an, a musician I know somebody l- I like to be celebrities, but I don't really have an interest in that. I just want to get on and do music.
0: In your home there at Somerset, do you have a, just a regular piano or a grand piano handy, or do you just keep the Yamaha DX7 in case you get some inspiration? Are you someone who just has to run to the keyboard sometimes and write something down?
1: I have a Steinway concert grand that is my prized possession, and that's where I do most of my writing. But I have all my synths here as well. So any time there's any inspiration, I'm
0: ready to go. studio's just there for me. Having a Steinway in your home, how often do you have to get it tuned with the English weather? Every two, three months. Who were the artists that inspired you? Who did you see on top of the pops or read in smash hits and go, that's what I want to do?
1: I went to the Isle of Wight Festival in 1970 and saw Jimi Hendrix, Emmis Lake and Palmer and The Doors and The Who and Johnny Mitchell. And it was just an endless array of uh, amazing bands and artists and that was it for me i thought i really want to be doing this i mean it took me 14 years before i got signed but that was always kind of motivation to be part of that making music
0: i've spoken to only a few people that have seen Jimi hendrix live undoubtedly a virtuoso on the guitar but was he a great performer did he put on a great show
1: yeah he was an incredible performer yeah absolutely amazing I predicted that he would play God Save the Queen because he'd done Star Spangled Banner when he played Woodstock, and he did. He came out and played God Save the Queen in his inimitable Hendrix style.
0: all the instruments you've played, of course, you've got the Steinway there. The Yamaha DX7, when that came out, did you remember that was new and thinking wow, this is a different instrument, a different keyboard, I can really do something with this?
1: I think that I felt that about all the technology that was coming out at the time, you know, the Jupiter 8 and the, you know, the drum machines and the studio technology as well. I realised that I was in this fantastic position of being able to create music in a way that people hadn't been able to do before. It was a very exciting time quite unique really i mean in the history of music making that you could suddenly this whole new class of instruments appeared that you could use it was amazing
0: What was the song when it came out, and when you heard it on the radio or you saw it on the TV, you thought things had really turned for you, and you thought, "Wow, this—I'm I'm on my way with this song." What was the song that you released that really did that for you personally? The
1: first—it was new song. I heard that on the radio, and I kind of realised that I would finally started the process of where I wanted to be.
0: ever get old hearing your own music on the radio at all, Howard? I don't really listen to <laughs> <laughs> I don't? Have you heard the rubbish they play? <laughs> your latest album, Engage, how old is that? And will you be doing a few tracks off that on the Australian tour? Well, yeah, we're doing... I've got one song off there on, in, in the set. What oh, could well, we play off it now sense. to finish off with, off the Engage album? A track called
1: Joy. It's tried to rehabilitate the word Joy and the emotion because it's almost got a bad name, that word. So I wanted to kind of bring it back. It's great to be alive and I can create a great future.
0: Do you think that's influenced a little bit with your Buddhist philosophy? Because sometimes people, when they should experience joy, they have trouble embracing the joy.
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah. When times are good, let's enjoy them. And when times are bad, we have to grind our way through, but things will
0: change and things will get better. It's great to have you coming out to Australia once again. I'm going to go to your Perth show. I'm looking forward to seeing you and Kim there. Kim Wilde is actually <laughs> the introspective one and you're the underpants on the head guy. <laughs> I am looking... You've experience to come, haven't you? I, I think I have the what is known as the Jones experience ahead of me, a, a Howard-based epiphany. <laughs> Howard Jones, thank you very much for uh, joining me on Planet Main now today. I look forward to seeing you across Australia and your fans are looking forward to seeing you as well. Is there another album in the works? Have you half-finished one at home there somewhere? I'm
1: three tracks in the
0: next one. In the coming year, maybe? The end of next year, maybe. Cheers, bye. Sunday. Maynard.com.au